for the Alliance. For the Horde! Slay them all! Your mum's a bearded ogre and your father's a trog! Welcome to episode one of Casually Casual Cast, your World of Warcraft podcast that is hardcore about not being hardcore. It is May 10th, 2020, and I am your host, Raina Swift Sage. This is a World of Warcraft podcast. Like I said, it's we are hardcore about not being hardcore. We cover the news, cover forum posts, we cover in-game events. Things going on in the World of Warcraft community. This is not my first rodeo. I did this show back in 2012, November of 2012. It started. I ran it for about a year and a half. I hopped over, started doing another Warcraft Blizzard podcast called Tricks That Click with my friend Jade Girl. Then I did a solo show called Blizzard Blipcast. Then I did like a rated arc show about the, the game Arc Survival Evolved for about two and a half years. I currently do a, a gaming podcast and a podcast with my sister called Chick Cave. So, I'm, you know, this is not my first rodeo, but I am so excited to get back and fire up my Casually Casual cast because I always had so much fun doing it. So we are going to be covering World of Warcraft news. We're going to be covering in-game events. We're going to be covering stuff going on in the World of Warcraft community. We're going to be co- cruising those forums like I did back in the day. Going to get some community feedback, some polls, all that stuff. So hang tight, we're gonna be diving just, we're just gonna dive right in. We're gonna go into the dish of the day. All right, for dish of the day, we're gonna get started with an article off from Wired.com by Cecilia Anastasio, titled, How World of Warcraft Has Evolved with the Internet. And this interview was with our very own game director of World of Warcraft, Ian Hazakastas. And he is quoted saying, Games are very rapidly solved these days. And to explain, he referenced Street Fighter. And he was quoted saying, You'd have a whole competitive hierarchy in a local arcade, a local video game store, where there was some character that was perceived as the best or the strongest because some person in the neighborhood was great with them, he says. But in the next town over, arcade regulars battled with different tricks different strategies, a different hierarchy of characters. Information was fragmented, was localized. He goes on saying, the reality is that almost everybody was playing the game wrong. The internet as a whole, the world as a whole, has refined the process of accelerating and socializing information figuring out problems. Commenting on the earlier days of World of Warcraft, where players were definitely intertwined deeply in Azeroth's sense of mystery, Ian continues commenting by saying, there were no rules, there was no right or wrong way to play, just you and your pet, your wolf as a hunter, trying to make your way in the world and figure things out from there. After 30 minutes of yelling, looking for a group, shaman level 40, before landing in a party. Ian says, players were much more likely to be tolerant of each other's faults, 
you probably weren't going to kick your healer who made a mistake from the group because then you go back to spamming that chat for 30 more minutes. And that's no joke. I do know that is, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> so he says that there's an inverse relationship between friction and the strength of bonds that are formed as a result of that friction or to overcome that friction. And when Hazakastus was asked what sort of MMORPG he most wanted to exist if he wasn't working on World of Warcraft, he paused for a second to think and then said, something that surprises me, anew with the promise of unexplored spaces. He said, one of the biggest things that's exciting about the concept of an MMO is going on into unexplored, undiscovered world. It's almost the promise of something that somehow breaks all the rules we were talking about when it comes to how players understand and deconstruct systems. So if you would like to read the entire article for yourself, you can head to wired.com or casually casualcast.com and it will be tucked away nice and neatly for you in the show notes. Okay, we're just going to cover some hot fixes for May 6th, the faceless mask of the burn bridge faceless mask of the daredevil faceless mask of dark imagination faceless mask of the long night and faceless mask of the pained can no longer be sold to a vendor on may 5th it was posted um character changes where players can now restore one deleted character every seven days that is down from having to wait 15 days to delete a character Regarding a fix in a dungeon or raid, the Ring of Booty, they fixed an issue that could cause Tropic's flailing sharks to move too quickly when players use certain trinkets or area of effect spells as they became active. From a post on wowhead.com by Ashlon, uh, the this week's build is reported Blizzard has added the transmog ensembles for Battle for Azeroth's PvP Aspirant set to the Alpha. These items will allow players to acquire the looks from previous PvP season sets and are always added in the expansion after the set was launched. The ensembles for BFA PvP sets are sold by Marshall Gabrielle and Xander Cyberman in Borealis and Magambala, respectively. Currently, only the experience sets are available. Ian Hazakastis was in another interview. He did a live interview with Zoltan on Twitch, and Wowhead hosted a summary from the entire interview. Some of the bullet points I have pulled from that interview are as follows. The expansion is still planned to be released in 2020. It is reported that it will become more difficult to rejoin an abandoned covenant than leaving a covenant. The datamine jailer picture is the actual model of the jailer. Sylvanas's new armor is basically her joining a mall covenant. We can only equip one legendary at a time. 
The mall raid set is transmog from Legendaries. We won't be able to get it all in 9.0, but over the course of the expansion. And a bummer for many, the blue-eyed blood elves are not planned to be character customizations, just textures for NPCs. Which leads some of us to hold out hope that it still may be an option in the future. Simple stuff like this still boggles me as MMOs go. Warcraft still pales in comparison to other MMOs, new and old, when it comes to character customizations. So I can see where people were kind of getting their hopes up to be able to have some blue eyes on some blood elves. And as a bit of information that has been data mined and shared on Wowhead from the Shadowlands Alpha, the most recent Shadowlands build is showing that all coarser, all nightmare and dreamrunner type horse mounts have been changed from ground mounts to flying ones in Shadowlands. Most of these horned unicorn style mounts are actually older mounts that were obtained from Legion and Battle for Azeroth content, though they include a couple placeholder mounts data mined from Shadowlands. I definitely think it's cool that we're going to be able to take our favorite horsey mounts right off into the sky because i think the only horse mount that i have right now that has wings is the sparkle boy <laughs> that was like the first mount that you could buy on the store for 25 bucks i remember i remember way back in the day getting the side eye so people are like Psh, where'd you get that mount where'd you get that mount and now you barely see anybody on it everybody's like i don't want to be rolling around in my sparkle pony wait a minute wait a minute doc uh are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Okay, we got some WoW classic information from IcyVeins.com. There's a WoW classic post they fixed an issue that caused players to immediately accept Zolgarub instant lockout if they were in a party with a player who defeated Gazranka. And then on May 4th, 2020, they fixed a bug that prevented players from receiving the correct amount of Cenarian Circle reputation from killing the Abyssal High Council while in a raid. Cruising the Welcome to Cruising the Forums, and that is a vintage intro you just heard. That's right, that was the original Casually Casual cast, Cruising the Forums intro. I bet you couldn't tell that it was eight years old. No, not at all. That is going to be a nice little placeholder until I, you know, come up with something better, which probably is not going to be that hard. But we're going to get started in our Cruising the Forums. This is where I go through Reddit or the Warcraft forums, and I just share some topics that I think would be great to, to get some feedback on or to just chat about. So, in the general forums post by Doug, 120 Blood Elf Death Knight, he says, They should allow us to charge people to whisper us. Like in EVE Online, you can set it so people have to pay money to send you mail to prevent spammers. I am a very popular person, so this would greatly benefit me because I get so much fan mail every day. Thank you. Well, just in typical fashion on the forums, Doug got some replies, and also I think some good ideas. Nemzi, a 120 Mechanome warlock said, 
I think we should get 10% of the repair cost when people use our repair transmog mount services. I do have to agree. Nunzi has a point there. That would be amazing. Have you got to get a kickback from people rolling up and using your mount services? I know I'm one of those people that use the mount services. I don't know that I would mind paying some money for that because I'm like, I see it and I'm like, yes, and I run up and then it's like you're battling against the clock because that person just might just ride off into the sunset and you're like mid-transaction. So I could see they might not feel the need to run off so fast. They could just set up shop, let all of us little moochers in, do our business. I think it'd be win-win. I think that's a great idea, Nimsy. And next we have some feedback from Kapukins. They say, no one messages me in game. 99.999999% of the time. So I even find a scammer message exciting. Wow, that guy misspelled Blizzard in a whole new different way. I think that's awesome that Kai Pukins is choosing to see the silver lining on the scam scammer messages, those little whispers bugging you and pretending to be from Blizzard. <laughs> Way to see the silver lining there, Kapukins. Well, I took this question to Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at ACasualCast, and I asked, what's your thoughts? Straight from the forums. Should we be able to charge people to whisper us in game? And we had 34.8% said, yes, I am tired of the spam. And 39.1% said, no, awful idea. And then 8.7% said, uh, maybe, but nobody whispers me. And then 17.4% said, I love rando whispers. So there is the community Twitter feedback on this topic. We'll be moving on to the next forum post by Ago. Ago is a 120 Void Elf Warrior, and they posted in the World of Warcraft general discussion forums. And they said, I've got tired of disbanded guilds. I've got tired of guilds moving to the Horde site for a few more mythic raid boss kills. At long last, I have created my own guild. A guild that consists of me and my alt and a friend and a one level co-founder human mage and a one 10 level human hunter and a traitor co-founder gnome warlock that left the guild right after creation. But you know, we were good. Method and Limit are shivering in fear because I'll dethrone them soon enough. You are gonna feel the might of execution. That's the name of their guild. Beerwolf came in and replied, I think you should kick all of your friends from it. The moment you go away for 90 days, they will take ownership of your guild and kick you out. Now this is where it takes an interesting turn. A Blizzard employee posted named Rejuvathorn and they replied to Beerwolf because they were a little concerned about their hasty advice. And they replied, Who hurt you? Gives the little Valpira a big hug and scruffles their ears. You actually don't need to do this at all. You can create additional ranks and ensure that no one 
but you holds rank one, two, or three if you are genuinely worried about this. It's also a great idea to go to the Blizzard application, the social tab, press groups plus, and create a group for you and your guildies so that you can keep in touch even if you happen to play another game like Overwatch for a bit. It also allows you to tell your members who might be away for a bit of special guild invites. Voice comms, karaoke night, gnome raid on Hogger, or you can tell them the children's weekends in a couple of days and that they should go get their rewards. I thought that was really cool that Blizzard stepped in and, you know, got into part of the conversation and dropped some very helpful info. So we're going to be moving into our next post by Skeet Cannon, a 22 Zandalari Troll Shaman. Wow was better when you could finish your character. When you could log in and just sit out in front of the org and just duel. When you could join a raid on Stormwind because there were people who didn't feel like they needed to rush all the time just to play the game optimally. Man, I miss those days. I can kind of see where they're coming from if I had to jump to their side of the fence and peer over. And I bet they just feel like they're tired of trying to keep up with the Joneses, where they're tired of feeling that FOMO, where they just want to take a stop and smell the roses. And honestly, what's stopping them? Like, I feel like it's it, it gets very easy for us to try to play catch up. We want to be finished. We want to put that cherry on the top of the sundae and call it good. We want to have that closure. But are MMOs really the closure type of game? I feel like there's so many things to do, especially over the past decade and a half of World of Warcraft. There's a lot of different things that you could be doing that you really are never truly done. If you're collecting mounts, if you're chasing achievements, if you're working on a battle pet team, you know, there, or working on flying, or the saving up gold, making gold to buy this extravagant mount that you want. I mean, there's a lot of things. I don't feel like you will technically ever be done. There's always something to do. Now, if you get tired of the grind, it might not be a bad idea to switch it up a bit. Focus on a different part of the game, not necessarily on world quests, not necessarily feeling like you got to keep chasing gear. Take a step back, check out a different avenue. You know, it's a thing. But we also have some feedback from fellow forum posters, Boo Beep. Hey there, I am Bo Peep. I'm a 120 Jedi Shaman. And I feel like if they didn't do that, the game would end up being stale for a lot of people and subs would go down the tank. The only way to keep people interested is to keep adding new content. Personally, I am really glad it's this way. And then Turndot chimed in. I miss the random activities that were part of what created the friendships and community everyone claims they miss so much, but which no one has time to participate in recreating. And just when you thought somebody couldn't drop another truth nugget, Bryze Lodi jumped in, a 120 night elf priest, and dropped the mic. Well, nothing is stopping you from doing that now. 
You don't have to grind to be the very best to go screw around and shalomance. The game didn't change. You did. Okay, this is that little section, that little section of WOW podcasts where we are obligated to tell you what we've done in game. So here's my very, very fast version of what I've been doing in game. It's involved a lot of dusting off my retail characters. And I really hate the title retail that, you know, we're kind of forced to use to differentiate between classic and normal Warcraft. I'll get over it, I'm sure. Just a pet peeve of mine. I felt like sharing, but just a little backstory. I started playing WoW and Wrath and I took a break back in Warlords because I absolutely hated the Pathfinder nonsense that I had to do to unlock flying. And I was really happy to read that in a recent blue post that the Draenor and Broken Isles Pathfinder would no longer be required to fly in those zones and Shadowlands. So take that, take that Pathfinder nonsense. Anyways, but so yeah, I feel like I had a little mini nerd rage section back then. And then um, I loathed all of the jumping puzzles and nonsense that was required to be part of that. And I just, it was, I was not feeling it. Plus, not to mention, I absolutely loathe Harrison, Garrisons. I was going to say Harrisons. I have nothing wrong with you if your last name is Harrison. I just don't like Garrisons. Garrisons, I hated them. I was so excited back in the day. They're like, yes, housing, housing, housing. And then it was a bunch of ugly cookie cutter buildings with a bunch of more chores for me to do. And I just was not feeling it. So I feel like I nerd raged out of Warcraft and like Warlords. I was just, I can't. I just can't Warlord at all. So it made it really easy when this little game called Ark Survival Evolve came by and was like, hey, you tired of doing jumping puzzles? Come over here. So I did that. You know, I broke up with Warcraft for a little while, took a break and went and dated some Ark for like two and a half years. And then I returned for some Legion and I played it on and off, but you know, I just, it didn't really grab me until Classic came out and I I had already played everything in ARC that I felt like I wanted to play and everybody that I played with kind of stopped playing. So I dived in with Classic and I had a blast, an absolute blast playing it when it launched and then poof, everybody loved Classic that I was playing with and they went back to retail. <laughs> So I can understand the appeal of both because I actually find myself playing both at this point. I like playing my classic characters. I think I have the highest right now is level 28 because, you know, classic isn't a really go out by yourself and level, you know, unless you just want to corpse run most time, most of your gameplay. So um, I do like to play both. So that's what I've been doing. I took a um, step out of classic and now I've been playing, I'm um, trying to catch up on my Warcraft retail characters. I have 120 on the Horde side on Borean Tundra. I dusted off her and I want to try to get in and get everything situated. She was my very first, my main, my blood elf uh, hunter that I've always played with. And then I was really happy to see that the guilds that I was in on Boreon Tundra and on Lightbringer were actually still active and still around. So that was cool. That was a pleasant surprise. So like I said, I'm focusing on my 120 in Horde side on Boreon Tundra. I have 105 I'm leveling. 
through Legion um, content on Lightbringer. And I have a 110 on Emerald Dream in, in um, retail too. So I love playing all of my hunters. They're just so much fun. But Azeroth out of game. I have been enjoying my free month of Audible by listening to The Rise of the Horde by Christy Golden. I think I'm now into chapter four. I actually started the Battle for Azeroth uh, story and then I was like, wait a minute, I just feel like I want to go back to the basics and so I wanted to re-listen to some books that I had already read. I just wanted to listen to them so I thought that'd be cool. So if you didn't know, you can get a free membership for 30 days and your choice of one free audiobook and they will actually email you a reminder seven days before your trial ends so you don't get stuck with like the $14.95 monthly fee if you don't want to. So hey, you get a month for free, you get a free audiobook, you get select audio originals for free, and it's awesome. So I really like that. And we're going into side quest time. Time for some side quest action. <laughs> Okay, this is side quest. This is the place for extras, the place for spotlights, the place for tips, recommendation, add-ons, in-game events, all that stuff. All of that extra stuff, that sparkly stuff over there in the corner that draws you in off your main task. Okay, while we're talking about, you know, side quests, quests in general, an add-on that I'm really enjoying that did not used to exist back when I was roaming around Azeroth, pre-nerd rage uh, was Azeroth Autopilot and that is an add-on. I get my add-ons off from Twitch, that's where I found it, but I also put the link to their curseforge.com um, link in, in my show notes at casuallycasualcast.com. So it, Azeroth Autopilot is a speed leveling add-on for World of Warcraft battle for Azeroth and they say if you plan on getting from 20 to 120 as fast as possible this is the add-on for you 20 to 100 paths are balanced around war mode and heirlooms and you can start um it's it's made to start in Orgrimmar or Stormwind 20 to 120 horde and alliance um, it allows you to toggle off and on some of these features. You can toggle off and on uh, cutscenes. You can use hotkeys or macros to use quest items. Um, it works with your keybinds and such. Shows you where to go with an arrow, tells you what to do. You can have it tell you itemized what to do, where to go, what you need to get. For people that are like me that just click accept and don't ever read my quest text and then I wander around going I don't know where I'm supposed to be reader um, this has been a, a blessing <laughs> let me tell you so it asks if you want to do group quests auto takes flight paths on quest paths auto talks to NPCs it can auto pick up and hand in quests and it also shows buttons for quests with usable items so I have found this to be 
very comparable to an add-on that I have used in the past called Zygor Guides. And then my sister just started to, um, just reminded me that Zygor Guides even existed. So I was using the free version of Zygor Guides, which you can use for free to like level 20. And I was trying to compare the two to see like if there was such a difference, um, if they were very fluid and how they interacted. I gotta say, I do prefer Zygor Guides. It seems to be a lot less buggy, but if you don't really have extra cash to subscribe to Zyger Guides after the uh, level 20, I definitely um, think Azeroth Autopilot is a good option for you. We have an in-game event called Take to the Skies where we are supposed to take to the skies for the Spring Balloon Festival, which is a micro-holiday starting today, May 10th, 2020, and going till May 12th, 2020. And it is described as follows. Several of Azeroth's characters, some of whom you might recognize, are giving tours of Azeroth in their hot air balloons. You'll enjoy their commentary and interact with other citizens as you take in the scenery. In an additional part of side quests is where I am on social media and I find something that I would love to share with you guys. So I came across a post on Twitter by Wow Challenges. I don't know if you've heard of them. They have been around uh, and through my entire MIA existence. They they have been here and that is with Stone and Lead, I believe. And you can go to check all of their Wow Challenges at wowchallenges.com. But they tweeted out an announcement of a new contest that will be beginning on May 16th, 2020. So you have, I think it's now technically May 11th, so you have five days. So keep an eye on that. And um, they tweeted out a little teaser that says, well, what do we have here? And then their picture that says, will you survive? The new contest begins May 16th. Wow challenges. So definitely check that out if you like to participate in WoW challenges. Um, they're predominantly, from what I understand, Iron Man challenges, like the hardcore. If your character dies, you're out of there. So that's just dipping into my well of knowledge about the WoW challenges. But things may have changed. So definitely uh, tweet at them at WoW challenges or go to their website at wowchallenges.com. I didn't really see any details yet on their site when I went to look, but I did include the tweet so you can follow it right from the show notes. And also I have another tweet that was so relatable, so relatable by TJ at TJ Spanks. That's TJ Spanks with two X's at the end. And they said, back to playing WoW, hashtag WoW, again after almost five years, spent three hours setting up my UI and working out talents and rotations, ah, to be back to playing a game without actually playing anything. Now I found this completely relatable because when I just came back into retail, I had to sit down and I had to go and do a deep dive. I want to say I definitely spent three hours. I felt like I needed to know what's up with my hunter now? What are some rotations I need to know? Should I check out 
Any new add-ons? Are my old add-ons even working? I don't even know where I'm at in the world. I couldn't remember how to get to Dalaran. Holy moly, I had like World of Warcraft amnesia. And it is kind of exciting when you get to play a game. And I know not a lot of people like to go out and dig up information about their life inside the game. You don't have to do that. You can dive right in. You don't have to find all these answers. I kind of identified hardcore with TJ Spinks because I really, it's like they took the words right out of my mouth. So yeah, I had to share that tweet. That was really special to me. All right, we're going to finish off the first episode of Casually Casual Cast with some job openings from Blizzard for World of Warcraft. And you can go to careers.blizzard.com to find more of these openings. And if I were to have to list every single opening that Blizzard has, I would have to make an entirely different podcast just titled Blizzard Jobs because there's a lot of them, people. So go check them out in case you did not know. But they are hiring for World of Warcraft specifically in these areas. You can head to the show notes at casualcasualcast.com if you would like to check up on these or like I said, careers.blizzard.com. They are hiring for a narrative designer for World of Warcraft. They're hiring for an environment artist for World of Warcraft. They're hiring for a character technical artist, parentheses skinning, in World of Warcraft. They're hiring for a senior animator, a senior visual development artist for environments, and a UI artist. All of these for World of Warcraft out of Irvine, California. That is episode one, everyone. Thank you so much for giving it a listen. Thank you for joining me and all of my Warcraft talk and chatter. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. You can follow the show on Twitter at acasualcast. You can email the show at casuallycasualcast at gmail.com. You can get all of the show notes and future episodes at casuallycasualcast.com. And you can find all of my shows that I do and everything else that I do at reinaswiftsage.com. Thank you so much. Oh, and you can follow me on Twitter at reinaswiftsage. Not that hard to follow or even find. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Bless you. Have a great day. May our paths cross again. I'll always treasure our time together. Goodbye. Peace. Or not. In my native tongue, my name means dances with tassels. <laughs> 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 <laughs>